feel like that's what Gordon's trying that's to do. That's sort also. of how my friend was. This guy was sort of, you know, just sort of nothing. <laughs> and just sort of kind of empty upstairs, you know? Oh, yeah. Good guy, though. He had a good heart. I mean, he, he dislocated your shoulder and you still, like, are... That was actually when we, our friendship ended. Ended. Was when he dislocated my shoulder. And how did that happen? I was smuggling Klonopin across the border. And if you take it for a long enough time, it, uh, it builds up in your system and you, it mood swings. Um, <laughs> mood swings... Uh, uh, temper, uh, you know, uh, mood swings. <laughs> so we got into a fight. We were in Tijuana. We got these pills. And Does we... he have a dog? Did he have a dog? That guy has a he dog. He is a dog guy. But that, I mean, that dog wouldn't be the same dog from when they... But no. maybe he's seen the dog on social media or something. That's the thing. I, you... I have, that's the thing. I have. I blocked him. As soon as he... Oh. We weren't even friends on Facebook, I think, at the time. It's which was MySpace? 2000... Uh, yes, this was 2000... Uh, six that oh, wow. we unfriended each other. I unfriended him. So you didn't even just remove him from your top eight. You straight up unfriended him. I actually, <laughs> uh, my top eight was all of the Cobra Kai from Karate Kid. How? There's eight of them? <laughs> well, that's not him. <laughs> I can see it. You got a better look now. I can fucking see it now. I'm about to get jumped. That's um, funny. That's not him. His that's eyes, him. he has more... Uh, life in his eyes. Oh, this guy has too much life in his eyes, is what you're trying to say. Exactly, yeah. Okay, okay. Well, that's um, scary. Uh, so, yeah, he pulled my arm out of my <laughs> socket, and I had, like, I had enough pills in my sock, yeah. oddly enough, uh, to go to, to jail. For sure. Uh, but I didn't, you know, savvy, slick. Yeah. With, yeah. Is that what this podcast is about? It can I don't be. Know. Yeah. Did, my- you, did you learn anything from that experience? Yeah. Um, it's really easy to smuggle. It used to be... Real easy to smuggle pills across the Tijuana border. Yeah. I wish you still did that because I love painkillers. So. Well, the Klonobin was more of an antipsychotic muscle relaxer. Yeah, but it, you kind of get the same sort of... Relax. Oh, yeah. No, definitely. Yeah. yeah, definitely. If I had one Klonopin right now with this, ooh, this would be one of the greatest podcasts ever. Yeah. Because I would die right <laughs> Does it, it make sense? I feel like... If I've ever done that and drank, I will dance very hard for like three hours and then just not be a person. Anymore. Does that check out? It's very, it lowers your inhibitions, clonopin and alcohol. I mean, any sort of narcotic pill, I think, and alcohol. But yeah, yeah, it's, that was my bag back in the day. Is this whole, is this whole thing about taking pills? <laughs> it can well, be. I can tell you what pill to take with what beer. Okay, that sounds like good advice. <laughs> yeah, that is it. Let's I, all I know is Rolling Rock. You don't want to take I anything... I like Rolling Rock. It's good. You don't want to take anything too strong and stout. Otherwise, um, you're going to go down soon. So you want to drink like a Coors Light, a Rolling Rock, a Bud Light. That way, you pound a six-pack and you're still standing a few hours later. Yeah. See, I used to drink a lot of IPAs, Ooh. but then I also took a lot of shots. And those two things, they don't combine very well. So I started drinking Mexican lagers and taking shots, and it, it's it working out like a lot better. sounds like an unnecessary amount of liquid intake. Um, I'll be honest. Yeah, it's, uh, shots is, I mean, I, I do like shots, but I, mean, I wasn't even going to drink right now, but since we're at a brewery and I thought I saw my best friend from elementary school, and you got I a was like, nervous. I'm going to buy a beer. <laughs> yeah. Um, I just get in a lot of trouble when I drink alcohol. With beer, I just get like a slice of pizza, like too many slices of pizza. 
With alcohol, it's like I have to get like a blood test. You know what I mean? Yeah. It just makes me have more fun. <laughs> David loves it. David, by the way, congrats on how many how many years you guys are married now? Me and Madison? Speaking of no, your other wife. <laughs> you fucking jamoke. <laughs> oh my god. It's been it's Did gonna be eight. it's gonna celebrate an anniversary recently? No, we have a uh, anniversary coming up of like time that we've dated. It's gonna be eleven years. That you've dated? You're not married? Well we were married we've it's good so in in uh Oh shit. <laughs> in July it'll be eleven years. And in June, it'll be eight years of being married. Okay. That's yeah. well, congrats. Yes, yeah, thank you. Speaking of blood tests. <laughs> yeah, that's amazing. Oh, uh, is it? Yeah. Yeah. That is. It feels been, like a long wait, time. wait. You said 11 years? 11 years of dating. So I've been doing stand up longer than you've been d- with your wife. Maybe. Yes, I've been doing stand up for 14 <laughs> years. He's telling you. That's insane to me because I feel like I've known you for so long. Yeah, I guess. I mean, I I was only, I only came into the scene like in 2012, uh, so you were doing it for a while before. I'm, I'm just. Uh, I mean, that's seven years ago. That's a bit. That's like a bit of time. But that's like yeah, only half bit. of the time he's been doing stand up, though. Yeah. So where did the where did the years go? Time flies when you're on Clonopin. <laughs> I stopped taking Clonopin when I started doing stand up, though. I had to trade one addiction for the other. You can't do both, otherwise it's too toxic. I think. I don't feel like that would go well on stage, probably. No, I think there are a lot of people who take Clonopin and are professional comics, but they end up either killing themselves or breakdowns, you know? Yeah. Or are they taking Clonopin because it's actually prescribed and they need it to prevent themselves from having panic Touché. attacks? It's yeah. very possible. But that's Touché. not a daily thing you're supposed to take. That's an as-needed. That's not a daily anti-anxiety medication. That was definitely daily for me, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm like a once-a-month type of person. I'll say this, too. Oh, really? Once a month? Yeah. Well, for like painkillers, once a month or less, I like to take one, go on a walk by myself and listen to a podcast, oh. watch a movie by myself, rub my feet together. Just like a nice day. That's a long, that's a slow release <laughs> pill you take in there. That's a long ass day. I it'll last like four hours. Um, for me, I would take, I would take Clonopin every day. I could. That's the thing. They the blister packs. They only had like ten or eight to a blister pack. So sometimes you double up. Yeah, it's pretty bad. I have a Zanny bar that's like ten years old because I've been too afraid to take it, and I just what is that? won't. Um, it's a Xanax bar, and they're very strong. So like everybody says, start with a quarter of it. But whenever I get any sort of advice about that, about anything, I just get too nervous to do it at all mm. because if it's so strong that I need to portion it out, I just I don't I don't want to deal with it. I'll say this about Zanny bars. Okay. And sorry, we're talking. This is the first time I'm hearing about you're not, this. You're not into. Well, you got to get into hip hop. You got to start listening to Lil Zan. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I'll write this down. Old Town Road. Okay. <laughs> Billy and Ray then Cyrus. I'll, and then I'll learn about. When I worked at the dispensary, one of our uh, marijuana reps who came in to, to give us weed or sell us weed, he was like, "I also have some Zanny bars if you guys want some." And I was like, "Man, I can't fuck with that shit." Yeah. Let me get a hundred. <laughs> <laughs> I had so much money from yeah. this weed, and it's, it's the green rush here. Yeah. So, yeah, um, I ended up getting fucked up on those a few years ago. Again. Like, never again. But one night, I think I took three or four Zanny bars, and I was just getting high at my house. And, like, at four, three or four in the morning, I just caught myself standing in the kitchen above my fruit bowl where I had, like, fruit and, like, pieces of paper, a pen, you know. And I was just rummaging through it looking for some sort of clue. And I caught myself and I was like, what the fuck am I doing? It's time to go to bed. I think I was looking for like oven directions because I was going to bake something. That's the fruit? scary. Yeah, no, that's when I realized 
I need to get off these. <laughs> yeah, because my friend told me if you do one Zanny bar, you'll sleep for like three days. No, well, it depends on your in- tolerance, on your intake, and on your your mind. Really, I guess if it's a fr- if you haven't taken anything the first time you take it, yeah, you're gonna get knocked on your ass. But you're I don't experienced. Know. Yeah, I I do speak from experience. I gave my neighbor uh, years ago, uh, and she was an SDSU student living with her boyfriend, and she was like. She's like, you always seem so loose and happy. I was like, oh, I'm addicted to pills. She's like, I want to try one. I was like, I don't think you want to try one. They're kind of like roofies. You don't want this feeling. And she's like, no, no, I want to try one. I was like, okay, here you go. (laughs) And then I went over there the next day to check on her, and her boyfriend was like, he was like mad. And I was like, no, 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 no. She took this, like, with you. Like, I wasn't even in in the hole. Like, you guys did this by yourselves. And she was just kind of laying on the couch all fucked up, like, I feel so relaxed. And I was like, so what's the problem? So he was mad even though she was totally fine? Yeah, yeah, no. Well, I guess I guess he was mad that she took the clonopin, uh, <laughs> maybe okay. without consulting him. Right. I think guys get mad when another guy comes in and causes their girlfriend to have an experience that they weren't a part of. But See, he was like, a part of it. He was there. Well, that's yeah, it. I didn't, I didn't they come like to in. control things. You true, know? true. Okay. He was a big dude. He was yeah. a bigger dude. I'm, uh, most dudes are bigger than me. How tall are you? 5'7". Oh, I'm smaller than you. 5'8 on a good day if I'm, I'm confident. Four. If I'm having a good day. You're carrying yourself well. That's the thing. <laughs> yes. It depends on how much I've eaten. Um, I live next door, so it's not like, hey, you know, I was just like. Yeah. Anyways, they moved out. God bless them. <laughs> Did she ever do pills again? Probably, for all I know. <laughs> I mean, I, I think about them often, you know. I had those, uh, these co-eds living next to me and uh, very nice uh, girls. I think they were from up north somewhere. I don't remember. I gave one of them a. A modest mouse poster uh, that I regret. Because you, because you want it back. Uh, no, I was just being nice. Yeah. They were like, oh, they don't have access to this kind of shit. Like I got it from the record label and stuff, and I was like, ah, I shouldn't have given it to that bitch. Yeah, I love modest mouse. You should have. Sure, I could have brought it here. Yeah, yeah. you could have given it to me. I have a lot of ephemera from uh, late '90s indie rock. So. Really? Yeah. Nice. You were very involved in the music scene back in that day, right? I was a journalist. To a certain extent. I didn't make any money, so. Well, I mean, still. <laughs> you were out there getting the experience. You got a lot of, of free posters. <laughs> you got paid in posters. There's lots of comics that work for nothing and just get drink tokens. Yeah. I think that's why I started doing stand-up, though. It's because you get an immediate response, immediate reaction. It's pretty if you great. write something, I think someone's going to email you or tweet at you. I don't know. Yeah, sometimes people give you feedback on stuff, but it always comes later. It's just nothing else can replicate it. But being a witch, though, you did stand up for the first time at Gordon's venue. I did. We talked about that, yeah. yeah. We talked the, about that last week. Oh, did you already use up all this juicy material? No, for your no, other we podcast? didn't. Really, no, Jesse <laughs> hogged the mic. Yeah, Jesse was just. Jesse would not shut the fuck Jesse. up. What? <laughs> I, just, I wouldn't have expected that. No, well, yeah. it, was, it was funny. He had a bunch of like reviews that he brought in for their other podcast. Oh, cool. we shouldn't be crossing the streams. He felt very unprepared, even though that normally guests don't bring don't reviews. bring reviews. It yeah. was very nice of Jesse to do that, but we ne- we didn't tell you that you should. It, We're you know, breaking the fifth wall now. That's yeah. okay. We do that sometimes. <laughs> so what, 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 what kind of... Should we just move on then? Yeah. Since you already talked about that. We didn't really we talk, didn't about, talk it. about it. We just acknowledged it and how cool a guy I am. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. well, you are. I feel like uh, you were a mentor to a lot of... You were a comedy mentor to a group of us when I started stand-up. Yeah. I'm just lazy. That's what <laughs> If I was gone, I wouldn't be able to mentor anyone. Yeah. But since I'm here and I was like, oh, yeah, I'm a, I'm a good guy... 
and I guess I had that room, so a lot of people were looking for stage time. Uh-huh. Uh, whereas now I actually like teach at the Comedy Palace on Saturdays. Oh, I did not know that. Yeah, Bijan asked me to help him because Jesse's on the road so much. Right. And it's sort of a yin and yang. I'm more like a dirty comic, okay. so they kind of get that, but it's pretty fucking brutal. But yes, I have mentored <laughs> many young comics yes. um, because I am unemployed. <laughs> I feel well, like regardless I, of the reason, the I feel point. like if I had a day job, I wouldn't be so giving of my time. Maybe. It's like what a brewery at six o'clock. I'm there. <laughs> well, we appreciate it. That's what's so great. If it, you know, regardless, some people have a bunch of free time and they still don't do shit. Fucking ass. <laughs> those are lazy. Those that's they're, they're those are people that live in MAGA country. So well, I mean, I know some people just like to sit at home and watch TV. So fuck you. <laughs> He likes to he likes to make comments about some way. people and then kind of look at me like this and and keep go- because they're about me. That's totally not what I meant. That's not what I meant. You do I watch, watch a lot, lot of TV. TV. Yes, but I, I forgot that for a second. But I ha- I have a full time job. I have two yeah. podcasts. Yeah. I have a lot of friends. I spend time with my family and I watch a lot of TV. Yes. And I get a lot of sleep. I don't know how I. I've, you I just don't juggle it all, and a yeah. lot of time you spend blacked out. So somehow yeah. you're able to balance that all. You spend entire days hungover. So That's I feel like Brittany is like I'm killing really, it. I I think so. Thank you. <laughs> you're definitely not the per- people I was talking about when I gestured in your direction. That's nice. I feel like I've complained about those kind of people to you on several occasions. Yeah, that's yeah. true. But anyways, <laughs> um, what, sorry, continue. Well, I was going to say, you've had a lot of life experience, it seems. So is there any advice that you carry with you that you think is good advice, like a mantra that you live by or you just like? <sighs> uh, take good care of your teeth. That is good advice. I need to see on those days that I black out, I fall asleep without brushing <laughs> my teeth. And I worry about it. Yeah. Always travel with, I guess, a condom or something. Okay. In the glove compartment. Maybe not in the glove compartment because that will compromise the integrity. I don't know. Advice? That is good. Those, that's all practical advice. Having a condom, I think, is a good idea. Well, it, when I used... A little case, little case for it, maybe? When I used to work with strippers, uh, they would always have condoms on them, but sometimes they wouldn't, and I'd be like, I have a condom. This would be for their own uh, sex toys. Yes. Oh, so, okay. Yeah. Even though they were just, it was their sex toys, they would still put a condom on. So they but, didn't have to wash it? No, they would wash them. I don't, I think it's because they would like share them between them. Oh. I used to drive strippers for a living, Brittany, to bachelor parties and stuff like that. So, I met a couple of them. Very, very uh, nice horrible people. women. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, I don't, maybe I'm thinking of one specific one that was nice and she would always come by to the store and stuff. Was she blonde? No, she's brunette. Oh, you're talking. Oh, yeah, Crystal's great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, she's not one. She's not a stripper anymore. Well, she was. But at she the time. was the OG, and she was great though. She's, yeah, yeah, she's, she's very great. nice. She's a very nice lady. But some strippers not so nice. Most of the strippers are soulless bitches <laughs> that I've met, and a lot of the ones that I work with, um, it wasn't just stripping. They were doing like sex shows on each other, yeah. and um, one of them, I think, was in the, like fucking dudes in the room. I was like. Most of the time, I would for just extra sh- or for free. Oh no, I think it was like two, three, four hundred. I don't know. I don't. They always denied it, but I never really pried. Yeah. I was just like, hey, I'm here to steal money from you and eat pizza. Oh. Like a lot of the times, I would just show up. The guys would be like, oh shit, there's a little Mexican dude here with them. Let's see if he wants anything to drink or eat. And then I'd be like, yeah. 
<laughs> and then I just eat pizza. How do I get that job? Yeah, that's nice of them to offer. He is also a little Mexican guy. Yeah. It that's is like strange. I guess thing. that's yeah. the thing, though. It's A lot of people would be like, oh, you're the security guard? And I'd be like, I guess. Yeah. I was like, if something happens, we're all getting raped, you know? But I know jujitsu. That's intense. Like a little bit. I mean, that could work. I, mean, I don't very, know. I don't know anything. Very weak jujitsu at this point, but the only thing I was packing it was a bowl. You know what <laughs> I mean? I did. I take a pipe. I'd smoke a lot of weed. You'd have to meet one. I mean, these are all strippers that worked for David. These are all strippers that worked in the private sector. You right. know what I mean? They weren't at clubs. Right. Yeah. They weren't. They, you had to book them through one of these agencies in town. Uh-huh. So they didn't have to have their customer service face on all the time. They did. A lot of them, I think a lot, reason a lot of them liked to work with me because they, they knew I was a stand-up and I had a clean car and I had, I made good playlists from different, you know, to get a, when you're driving from show to show, yeah. you got to keep the energy moving. Right. And then at the end of the night, you don't want to hear drum and bass. You want to hear some chill shit. On the way home. It sounds like a great job. I had to really help. Like some Elliot Smith, maybe. <laughs> the fucking shit. Yes, I would play Needle in the Hay for <laughs> these strippers at 2.30 in the morning as I drove them through Del Taco. I would be stoked on it. You'd, be a, you'd make a pretty penny. <laughs> I mean, no. right, right now I'm like doing, I'm doing uh, Uber Eats for a side hustle. So if I could just drive around strippers instead of drive around food. It is. I'll say this. Cool. It is a, uh, it's taxing. It's long hours. Mm. They're very yeah, I wouldn't like that They're part. very demanding. They're very bitchy. They're always trying to give you hand jobs. <laughs> uh, they 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 put they ash their cigarettes in their gr- I like how I bury that in the middle. They they're always <laughs> ashing. I have several holes in my interior. No, that would not cut it. No, I couldn't do that. The hand jobs or the interior? The, the, the you can't ash in my car. That's <laughs> fucked up. You can't, you can't ash smoke in my car. In, go smoke ahead. in my car in general. That's go fucked up. Me, go ahead and jerk me off, but don't <laughs> smoke in here, bitch. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I met uh, Crystal, or one of the main, the, my first friend. Yeah. She came to one of the show at the Till Two Club, and it was just organic how it kind of spawned right. out of there. So. Maybe she saw me perform. She might have. She's been to a lot of those shows. She just happened to be at the one show that you ever did. Hey, maybe. (laughs) I actually remember the night that she showed up because I have my notes on that whole experience. And that was September 10th, 2013. Oh, okay. Wow, that's a while back. Yeah. Um, I was a year in. Really? Well, I started in 2012. The good old day. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> I missed Till 2. It's a good show. You guys had pizza? We used to have... <laughs> they had free pizza every day. Oh, I forgot that, yeah. yeah. That was our, our draw. We would bring people in to eat the pizza. If there's any advice I would give to open micers or someone starting stand-up on that, segueing back into the, in the topic. Sorry. It would be to go to the open mics. I'll say this. A lot of the students that come, these people pay $250 for a six-week course. Yeah. And we tell them, if this is something you really want to do, you need to go to the open mics and kind of start breaking out of your shell. Out of 20 people, maybe six went to the open mic. Do they pay up front? That's good. Because I, <laughs> yeah, I feel like they could get a What kind of dine and dash like, operation are we working? Yeah. Who would do that for a class? That seems crazy. Plus, that's six weeks. It's like week three. You got that money yet? <laughs> they could pay class to class, you know. 
That wouldn't be a bad idea either. People but would drop I think it would really be a bad like idea because I think you, I think you should get it up front. Yeah. No, that's what we do. No, we use, that's yeah. what they do. There's been so many people who have been handed this this uh, role of instructor, and um, these people are so like, okay, so comedy club says you're funny, so we're gonna take your advice. It's like, like, like I'm just the guy who's here, you know. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it could be anyone. So I feel like so many people who have taken the course before have gotten really fucking bad advice. And now it's like we're finally kind of straightening things out. It's it's a it's a weird uh, it's a weird club. It's a yeah. great club because they pay me. <laughs> but they just had the comedy festival there, and it was just sort of it had a weird. Um, I don't know. I don't. Know. I think everyone was happy with it, but it's weird. Yeah. Fucking weird, man. Well, as far as like you know, your advice to a lot of people that are taking classes is like. Just go out and do the thing. I feel like that's good advice just, like, in general, right? Like, too many people, like, I don't know, sit around, like, trying to figure out, like, how to make something happen instead of just doing it. Go to the open. That's what I tell them. No one ever does it. And then write. I feel like a lot of these, and they're all adults. One of them was actually a high school student. I was like, oh, you have a chance. Keep doing this. (laughs) But all the adults, they're like, okay, did anyone write any jokes? And they're all like, yeah, I wrote this this morning. Or I wrote this last night. And I was like, is this how my high school... Teachers used to feel when they were like, <laughs> like you just did this on yeah. the way here. This is your, 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 you're paying money for this, you fucking loser. Are there any people you've come across that you were like, whoa, this person is very good? No. <laughs> well, hopefully none of them listen to this podcast. Jay, I mean, Jay Waldman, she's the teenager I was talking about. Mm-hmm. She's good, but she's just very young and very... Uh, Sort of like a hippie. She makes fun of her kombucha look. But I've only done this for a couple of, of months now. But so far, no one has wowed me. Yeah. yeah. I'm, very, I'm very difficult to be wowed in general, I think. So. Yeah. Well, on the opposite end, not necessarily about comedy, but is there any advice that you think is bad advice that people say all the time? I don't know. I mean, I've always heard a beer before liquor. Uh, Never sicker. Yes. And liquor before beer, you're in the clear. I think those are actually good advice. Do you? I feel like I find... I, mix, I do... I mix alcohol all the I fucking time. I mix it time. so much. and <laughs> I just think it's... I think the good advice for alcohol is stay away from a lot of sugar. And then you'll be less hungover. I don't think it has to do with one before the other. Well, that, that can help. But also, just drinking too much in general, I think you're just... That's well, the thing. One, sure, David. A couple of months ago, when I went on this bender, I actually had uh, some beer before liquor. And you were... And I was pretty sick. <laughs> it was pretty sick. Yeah. Yeah. It was, I was like beer, like IPA, and then vodka. Yeah. I think I just get sick no matter what now. I got like two drinks and I'm hanging over. I have up. some advice. Okay. <laughs> this is something I was talking to David about before. Um... If you live with your significant other and they have uh, gone through your uh, cell phone uh, before, just snooping around, uh, don't leave your iPad out when you leave (laughs) to go do a podcast at a brewery. I did a fat bong load dab right before I left the house, and I was like, oh, there's my iPad. Got to make sure to stash that. (laughs) And then when I got right as I was driving, I was like, did I stash that? I don't think I did. But there's <laughs> nothing incriminating on my iPad. But it's, it's still scary, though. I don't have a code on it. Mm-hmm. What might she look for? 
that's the thing. She's gone through my shit before, and she found like a, a innocuous text message to one of my friends, and it was like, uh, it's just it's, it's just something innocuous about her. And she's like, "Well, you're talking shit about me." I was like, "I didn't say anything about you. How do you know what? What? Yeah, I uh, pornography, uh, text can- messages to other women, which there's nothing on there. Yeah." So. Direct messages, and there was nothing on there. As far as, like, being afraid of the pornography, you're just, like, the stuff you look at, you don't, or you just don't want her to know you're looking at pornography in general? No, no, I mean... <laughs> it's like, I, I don't want her to know that I'm in this I don't think there's nothing, like, I don't have, I don't have things saved or files. Right. I do follow, like, any red-blooded Mexican-American <laughs> male. I do have, I still follow uh, my faves on Twitter and Instagram. Uh-huh. So things like that, I just don't want her to be like, oh, what are you doing following Christy Brinkley? Who's that? Like, she's 65 years she's old. She's a model. She's 65 years old. She looks great. She's, she's a hot piece of fucking, she's, no, she's 65 years old. But things like that, you know right. what I mean? Just very, and I also, oh, here's the thing. I do, I text, well, not you. I think maybe I've texted you inappropriate images before, haven't I? Mm-hmm. Really? Well, here we go. Let's start right now. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I will always, if, my, if I feel, if I have that relationship with some of my friends, Bijan, Joe, Sinclitico, uh, I will send each other very, like, horrible photos, right. uh, pornography, faces of death, things like that. So, uh, yeah, I think one time she went through my phone, she saw my, my photo, she was like, what's this photo? I was like, it's a woman with eight breasts. <laughs> 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 it's like, why is that bothering you? It's a, it's a still from the film Total Recall. Another oh, unrealistic it? beauty standard. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I loved it, but I'm thinking about that right now. So For sure. I'm not, I'm not too worried. Yeah. Right. I think you'll be okay. Thank you. You seem like a good guy. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Should right. we uh, get Did into some questions? Yeah, some oh, my God. Okay. It says, I have a beautiful teenage daughter named Lily. My mother, who really loves dogs, recently got a new one. She asked me for name suggestions, and I gave her a list, including Maggie and Millie. Shortly afterwards, she called me and said she had a strange request. She wanted to call her dog Lily and wanted my okay. I was distracted with other stuff and didn't object. When I told my daughter, she looked confused but didn't say it upset her. Then my sister called me a few weeks later and said, what's up with mom naming that dog Lily? Now every time I talk to my parents, I have to hear their Lily stories. I am bothered that the dog has my daughter's name. I know this sounds petty, but maybe part of the problem is that my mother was not that into being a grandmother when my kids were little. Should I just let it go, or could I say, hey, do me a favor and change your dog's name? That's so dumb. <laughs> That's so dumb. But Why do you care? But don't you think it's no. fucked up that her mom, her, the grandma named the dog's name? Who just likes the name? I feel like it's, I'm not saying she should tell her mom to change the dog. It just sounds like the grandma is like not self-aware at all and doesn't realize that that's rude but i do think it's rude to name your dog after your granddaughter i think they just like you know they just like the name and it's like you oh i think it's hilarious there's more there's people that have the same names as other people yeah and whatever as it's a people. dog especially these people are probably white and so they probably oh, treat their sure. dog like Millie a kid anyways and, Lily and maggie <laughs> yeah for sure they're yeah. white so the you know for sure they already treat like their dogs like they're fucking kids anyway. So whatever it does, I I feel like it's probably a compliment that you're like this dog has the same name as the grandkid. I had a show on Saturday, 
Uh, this is Wednesday now. I hope that doesn't fuck up with the post-edit. <laughs> I had a show on Saturday, and right when I got out of the car, a woman walking a tiny dog about the size of my palm. It's one of these little, little furry dogs. She comes walking by, and I was like, oh, look at this little baby dog. What's that dog's name? Lily. Whoa. Maybe it's the same person. Lady. And then I was like, holy shit, my dog's name is Lilac. Whoa. And that's all I have to contribute. <laughs> <laughs> I'll say this. Um, it's very uncreative of the grandmother, but also maybe an homage. Lily's sort of a cute name. You know what I mean? Yeah. So can I, do you know these people? No. I have a feeling that they maybe they're Hispanic. Oh, I don't Why know. do you say that? <sighs> because my mom did the same thing to our dog and my niece. Oh, really? Yeah. Were people upset about it? Yeah, they were very upset because my, my, our dog's name was Bucket. <laughs> Started calling our, my niece Bucket. <laughs> we had to change it to Danielle. <laughs> I knew that would work. I thought it was funny. We'll cut that out. We'll cut that out in post. We'll add a laugh track to it just to make it seem like it was more successful than it was. Yeah, David never really cuts anything out. Well, unless you tell a very, like, heartfelt story about how you've never been loved. Yeah. I in talk- which case, I will cut that out. I talked one time about how I've never loved somebody who's loved me back. Oh, wow. And he... <laughs> you should do stand-up then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And he cut that entire chunk out of the podcast. You're like, this is too real. We're trying to be funny. No, the, what's worse about it is he didn't even realize he did it. He was like, oh. Yeah. My bad. So it wasn't even meaningful to him. That's not what happened at all. That part where you were <laughs> reciting the song lyrics? Yeah, I cut that out. Yeah. That's not that's not that's not how it happened at all. But anyway, so you think it you think it's rude? I really don't think it's that big of a deal. I think it's hilariously rude. I think it is rude and that's why it's so You've never funny. had like a boyfriend or girlfriend or were you yeah, like Yeah, but I loved him and he did not love me back. Oh then yeah, then you didn't have uh, then you didn't. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> We're talking about two things at the same time right here. That's okay. <laughs> no, that's fine. I don't care. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think it's a big deal. The dog? Oh, yeah. Oh, whatever. I don't think they're Hispanic, though. I, I don't think so, either. <laughs> it's first of, all, <laughs> first of all, they're writing to an advice column. Yeah. 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 That's that's already, like, a, a good right. clue. You're right. That's hint number one, that <laughs> hint they're number white. One. And the names that you said, the mentioned, they're all very white names. Yeah. I don't know. Lily's a Mex- Lily could be Mexican. Lily could be Mexican. Liliana, that's true. There you go, but Liliana. Millie? That's my cousin's name. Millie, or I don't. Maggie. Maggie. A uh, uh, Millie. Yeah. I'm gonna have a, a Aunt Michael, but that's, I guess maybe. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Maybe Gordon's right. <laughs> <laughs> I've solved the case. <clears throat> okay. <clears throat> Here's mine. Uh, three months ago, I started in a new company, which I love. Two weeks ago, I went out with a few people from work and got pretty drunk, and the evening ended with me hooking up with a coworker. Before anything happened, he told me it would be better if we just stayed colleagues, and I agreed, although we were both pretty drunk. He spent the night at my place, and we went home early in the morning. 
when I came home, when I came into the office Monday, he didn't even look at me or say hi, and he has been acting like he doesn't know me at all ever since. We work in an open office area, so I cannot uh, come up to him and ask him why he is acting this way in front of everybody. I'm afraid to contact him again because I don't want to scare him, and I'm afraid he will reject me or not reply at all. Things are getting pretty awkward, and I feel like I should do something. I'm still attracted to him, but I'm afraid that he doesn't want anything from me. Uh, that is uh, why he is acting acting the, the way he is, what should I do? Yeah, I mean, he doesn't want anything from you. But that situation is only as awkward as you make it. I mean, yeah, he's a dick bag for ignoring you. That's stupid. But, I mean, I feel like when you hook up with somebody from work, you have to anticipate that it's going to go badly and be okay with that. Uh, I mean, this happened to me before when I was, like, 20. I was working at a mortgage company... And I didn't, we didn't have sex, but there was this guy that was, I don't know, maybe he was like 28 at the time, but we made out once. And then I was like, I would, didn't want him to be my boyfriend or anything. It was totally fine. But he would, and he would completely ignore me at work after that. Like I would be like, Hey, what's up? And he would like, look the other way. And I'm like, I don't care. Like this is, so I feel like people have the tendency, he's, completely wrong and she's completely wrong like I don't know it's not that big of a deal yeah but if she did want to like confront him in some way is there like a way that she could do it I would confront him in a way that I would be like stopping a little bitch <laughs> and acting like I don't exist because it's like we hooked up we're two adults yeah big deal I think but the other, problem is that she caught feelings yeah I mean other yeah. than then I mean, I would just, I wouldn't care. I would just go on about my life, but... I, ultimately, I think the thing is, in the message, she said she's still attracted to him. Well, so it's, a, it's not a romantic thing. It's a physical thing. Oh, she's attracted he to him. Again? Yeah, because obviously he's being a douchebag, but yeah. she's still like, oh, he's a, he's a handsome man. What I would do <laughs> if I was uh, her, uh, figure out who he's best friends with in the office, and then fuck that guy. <laughs> I agree. That's hey, really that's good, good advice. advice. That is good advice. That's really good advice. Because then that guy will be like, dude, I, just fuck, I fucked uh, Debbie, you know. from She's sitting over there. It's open office. See, she's right there. <laughs> and right then there. that guy will be like, no. Or he'll be like, yeah. <laughs> Either way, I feel like once you do that, you kind of take the power away, mm -hmm. and you're like, no, I own my sexuality. I chose you, I chose him, I choose whoever I want. But then again, yeah, she's catching feelings. Uh, yeah. It's a damn shame. Dangerous I think, game. I think it's just those hormones that you get when you have sex with somebody, and if she gives it a week, they'll go away. That's the tragic thing about working with people. It's like you're more likely to uh, meet your spouse or partner, sexual partner at work or through mutual friends, you know what I mean? So it's like... You're going to end up seeing this motherfucker again. Yeah. But I just don't get how some people can be that delusional. Like, she's like, is he ignoring me because he's not interested? Like, yeah, one fucking hundred percent. That's why he's ignoring you. Yeah. It's not because he's worried about ruining your coworker relationship. He's already doing that by treating you like you don't exist after you guys had sex. Yeah. See, I'd figure I'd be like, yeah, don't ignore her. I'd be like, hey, I would what's literally up? act exactly like everything was the same. Mm -hmm. Yes. Get some lunch, you know? Even, if anything, you're making it more <laughs> obvious by, like, clearly ignoring somebody that you work with. Yeah, maybe he's trying to neg her. <sighs> maybe he's in love with her. Oh, yeah. No, that's not <laughs> it. Yeah. It's the office Lothario. He's getting around. Oh, yeah. 
Oh, and it was this, it was the case. It was the exact case for the guy that I ha- we only made out, and oh. like he was 28, and I'm like, you're a 20, or maybe he was like 32. I'm like, you need to ignore a girl that you only made out. You were 20. Yeah. That's hot. Yeah. And and then that's like it, Pretty Little Liars, right? I've never seen the show. Well, she was in high school, but <laughs> um, but no, then it did turn out that he had like had sex with multiple girls in the office. All young, it, also. Um, various ages, because he started actually dating some woman who was like his age. Oh, okay. Well. Yeah, so I think, but he did get around within the office, which I didn't know about at the time, but again, did not care. But what kind of business was this? This was a mortgage company. So you're allowed to do that. Yeah, I mean, your life is so boring. But um, yeah, it was just, it's just funny how. Yeah, that's exactly what's going on, probably. Yeah, if, the, if she's going to have a conversation about the ignoring it, it really has to be about, like, hey, like, you don't need to make a big deal about this. Like, just chill out. Yeah. But she can't be over there like, hey, I still like you. Can you, like, be nice to me? Yeah. That's going to go over very badly. Yeah. And maybe if she says, hey, you don't need to ignore me. You're being a pussy. Maybe he will like her. I respect it. Yeah. Guys maybe like when you call interest. them on their shit. I hope she ends up fucking... Uh, higher up at the office, not, yeah. not befriending this guy. Oh no! Instead of having sex with his best friend in the office, she should have sex with his boss. boss. There you go. Yeah. Just turn her into a whore. <laughs> 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 she he shows up for work the next day. Why is uh, Debbie parked in my parking space? <laughs> I think that's great. That <laughs> whether whether his boss is a man or a woman. Oh, there you go. She should have sex with them. Lesbian sex. Yeah. I like it. All right, your turn. Oh, it's my turn. Okay. People are clapping at that when I said <laughs> yeah, that's that sex. That's how much they like the advice. Is we got a standing ovation in this bar, brewery. Mm, this is a, oh no, it's not similar. Okay, it says I met a wonderful man after years of jerks. He's mature and successful. Our chemistry was magnetic, and we had a strong physical and mental attraction. He bragged about me being a good catch, and he always mentioned how intelligent and attractive I was. The problem is that I was dishonest about my age. We dated for three months before he found out that I was nine years older than I said I was. I'm 39. Now that uh, he found out that I deceived him about my age, he refuses to talk to me. He said that he needs space to think about everything. It's been two weeks, and I've only received one text from him stating that there was a lot going through his head, and he needed time to get his thoughts together. I'm scared that I messed up a wonderful relationship. I'm not even sure if he'll ever speak to me again. I love him, and I've expressed my deepest feelings on the matter, and I've explained why I lied about my age. What should I do? What advice do you have for me? Some heady shit you guys are dealing with here, man. First off... That's almost a decade you're lying about, okay? One or two years is understandable. A decade? It's a, it's a lot to lie about, but I also... And I think that you should not lie about things like that, and I do not condone what she did. But if she was going to lie about it, she should have waited, like, six months to tell him as opposed to three, because three is still new enough where he's not totally connected enough to you. They haven't developed the bond. To where it's like... You know what? I find this a horrible betrayal, but I am so intertwined with you at this point that I, I will stay with you. Three months, you're still kind of surface-level dating. So I think she should have... If she was going to be a bad person and do that, then I think she should have, you know... Or waited just, years, maybe. Maybe years. Maybe <laughs> never. I think she should have... Oh, my boss... I read this question to my boss today, and he brought up a new aspect of it, which I didn't think about because I thought it was fucked up that he said this, even though it's true. But he was like, that guy could want kids. And now he finds out she's 39. Like, that's 
that's something that's going to be less likely to happen. Say he wants to wait five years. Your boss is a woman? No. Your boss is a man? Yes. Your boss is a gay man? No. This is strange. <laughs> See, yeah. I think, and I heard this on a podcast the other day. I was listening to this podcast, Freedom, with like Lauren Napkis and Pav Tompkins and Scott Ackerman. Uh-huh. And they, one, they were talking about somebody that they knew that lied about their age. And it's like, the reason that that's so bothersome is because if they're lying about this little thing that doesn't matter, it seems like they, like, what can you trust? If it's like they won't even tell you the truth about how old they are, something that's so easily provable by yeah. just looking at their ID... It just seems like why keep it? Why hide your age for like six months to what what end? Like, I, I don't understand. understand why she did it. I just I don't know. It seems weird. Um, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, but I don't know any man that would want kids. Like you didn't want kids, right? <laughs> well, I mean, I you were like you're what? <laughs> Two of them? I cannot fathom. Why I'm just joking, Dave. You know that. <laughs> I cannot fathom why anybody would want kids. Thank you. Oh, but, really? Yeah. Oh shit. But people do, <laughs> you know. Yeah. But initially, when he said that, I was like, "You're a dick." Like I was like, "She's 39." But then I thought about it, and I'm like, "I guess it's feasible. If you, yeah, if you it's really feasible. do want kids, that is a legitimate concern." But I don't know if that's necessarily what I would you would think about with that because if you were still into them. Well, I don't know, but apparently that's the first thing he thought about. So strange. Yeah, I don't know. Anyone who would want to bring a child into this world <laughs> right now, and I'm not I'm not talking about you, Dave, because <laughs> you had your kids years ago. And the world was a was a more hopeful place. Yeah, it room. wasn't MAGA country. I just think it's real bad. Uh, it's a bad idea. It's also a very selfish thing. Yeah. It's, uh, it's like, I'm going to die, <laughs> and you're going to be, who knows how you're going to be when you die, but it's like, I'm going to hand you this world that's, that's going to be a piece of shit but what by about the time adoption? you're an adult. You think people should adopt? No, I never think people should adopt. A lot of unwanted uh, uh, dogs and cats out there that need homes. <laughs> I think they're, I, I feel like they are a priority for me than babies. You know what I mean? Sure. I actually agree with that. I would, I, I, there was a well in India that they found behind an orphanage that was just full of fucking babies, like dead fucking babies. Oh, my God. This happened the first year I did stand-up because I wrote a joke about it. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Typical, though, of open mic or, you know. Yeah. But I remember I was like, they found a well in this orphanage uh, full of a bunch of dead babies. I was like, it looks like there's no wishes down there. <laughs> That was a joke. It wasn't even a joke. It was just me mentioning that. And how did the crowd react to that? They loved it. I think I did it a couple of times. <laughs> Thank you, Nate. I think I did it once or twice, but it was more so just for the comics. It was a, it was a joke for the back of the room, but mm. right. I don't know. A gal who's 39 but can pass off her 30, go for it, man. Fuck I mean, it. if you want kids, that's some good genes she's passing on. That is some Seriously. good genes. She's probably got a good body. Um, but... I mean, it's, it's not a big deal. If I was that dude, I'd be like, oh, that's cool, but Let's get I have the right upper now. hand in the relationship forever now. You, you know would what I mean? forever, probably. I'd be like, I'm in control. You have, we have to eat a Del Taco. Maybe, or at that point, if he takes her back, maybe she's emotionally manipulated him so much that she'll always have the upper hand. Well, then he's a pussy. You know I don't what I trust mean? this person that's asking the question. But you got to see how attractive uh, the person is. If you're an attractive person, you got to trust him. 
I can't trust somebody that's like <laughs> going around lying about basic shit. Like that just seems weird. Well, I'm, that's the thing. How old was he? Do we know? I we don't know. The ages weren't. If given. she was saying she was but thirty, he was probably that is such a big lie because even if he's thirty, I feel like she could have lied and said like thirty-five or yeah. something. But thir- I don't know. If you're thirty-nine, passing off as thirty, you're doing something right. Yeah. So. Could you get over that though? I'm gonna go back into my misogynist character now. Okay. If you're thir- hey man, if the pussy's good, you know <laughs> what I mean? If the pussy's good, stay with it. Yeah. yeah I agree. <laughs> sure. All right. Well, that was good advice. <laughs> um, okay, so we this. We should edit that to be just his advice at the beginning when we ask if he has for any everything, advice. For everything. <laughs> Do you have any advice that you live by? If the pussy's good, stay with it. I feel like that could be used as a metaphor too, though. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it doesn't have to be like. Like, taken literal. <laughs> it doesn't have to be about actual pussy. Yeah, I, can, I feel like there's, like, a good metaphor in there for <laughs> life. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so this one I got from, it's, uh, this one is um, advice columns for, uh, for boomers. Oh, no. Okay. You mean, like, the... The, the generation. I was gonna, oh, so not the Family Fun Center. Do they have... <laughs> the, the amusement park. Do they have food here? I smell like pizza or something. I, mean, I don't think somebody so. brought it in. I have not eaten today. The reason I was five minutes Ooh. late was because I was eating beef jerky in my car. So you did eat actually on time. I ate a little bit of beef jerky, but I was trying to rush, but it was actually very, it was the, it was very tough. So it took five minutes to eat a couple pieces. <laughs> I saw that. Uh, okay. All right. Um, hit, hit me with these old fogey questions. Yeah. These geriatric questions. All right. So it says, we are entertaining people for dinner in a restaurant next month. My husband wants to use a coupon that we have. I think it might look too tacky. We both uh, agreed to abide by your recommendation. What do you think? Wait, well, what kind of people? Were these close friends or what kind of people were It just they? says that they're entertaining people at a restaurant and the husband wants to use a coupon. Um. <laughs> I feel like... If you're, I don't know. Part of me is like, who cares if you can get something cheaper, do it. But the other part of me understands that if you're paying for these people and you're giving them a coupon, it could make them feel bad or uncomfortable like you're paying for that, but you can't necessarily afford it. So I don't know. It depends on the location. If this is a nice restaurant... Do nice restaurants give coupons? Bam. There we go. That's the answer right there. <laughs> They're going to a janky place. <laughs> yeah. They're Red going Lobster, to a maybe. janky place. So I feel it's totally fine to use a coupon. Yeah. Unless these are strangers. I think it's all about how you sell it, too. Yeah. You know? I think it yeah. could be. I like your interpretation of it, which is not like, it's not tacky, but it could make the person feel like you can't afford it. Yeah. And then make them feel bad that you're, you're paying for them. I think, yeah, you're, I think you're right about that. Maybe save the coupon for yourselves. But well, take I feel yourselves like, out on a nice coupon dinner. Sure. <laughs> or I feel like you could be like, "Oh, you know what's awesome? We chose this place and I love it." And then I saw yesterday that there was a coupon for it. Like, cool. Yeah. So where it wasn't like you chose it because there was a coupon, but you were gonna go there anyways. You were stoked about the decision, and then you happened upon a coupon. Uh-huh. Lucky. Ultimately, I'd say this: if you're inviting people out to dinner and then you're having to pay. With a discount, like coupon, you probably shouldn't be asking people out to dinner. You know what I mean? That's a good point. You should also. be like, hey, why don't we have dinner at our house? Yeah. But maybe they don't have to use the coupon, but maybe they the husband's like, well, it's unreasonable. Like, why wouldn't we use the coupon? Yeah. You know? You could also spin it, like, depending on, maybe there are, these people aren't close friends or something like that. Because I feel like if I had, like, a coupon to a place, I'd be like, guys, 
I got a coupon. <laughs> Let's fucking fall out of the plantation. Yeah. <laughs> there is a stigma too with the the coupon and the Groupon. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. You can say Groupon and people be like, oh great. Mm-hmm. You can say coupon and be like, what are you Mexican? <laughs> That's very true. That's yeah. a good point, yeah, because I got I but, love Groupon. But you buy a Groupon, you know what I mean? So That's it, true. I don't know. I know some people who are very embarrassed to use coupons, and they will not. And I'm like, I, I don't I'm going to use a coupon at Soup Plantation today with my parents. Yeah, yeah. I love that. But then I was things. like, my dad's paying. You pay that extra three bucks, Dad. <laughs> and you'll hold on I to don't it. give a fuck. Yeah. Remember when you grounded me? <laughs> getting payback. The big payback. Yeah. I I I I get it. I probably wouldn't use a coupon if I were go if I were taking somebody out. I'll say this: if I had invited these people out to dinner and I was like, "Yes, my our treat. Let me treat you." No coupon. If they were like, "Hey, let's all get together. It's my birthday." It's like, "Oh, so we have to pay for you." It's like, coupon. Yeah, total coupon. Let I them know it. I did not enjoy this. Yeah. So I think it's layered. There's lots of context going on here. Also, if yeah, whatever, whatever place offers a coupon, you're like, let's go there for dinner. Yeah. Not that there's anything wrong with that, but it's also like, I'll say this. As soon as my girlfriend moved in with me, again, this is all back to my iPad. Um, but now I, I actually save coupons because like, sometimes we have to go out. And I was like, I'm not going to pay an extra five bucks. Dang, she might see that and be like, what am I worth to you? Gordon? No, no, she actually appreciates like, she it. encourages that. Oh, okay. Because we were like, hey, go get a bagel and then you know, get me one for free. I feel like <laughs> deal, deal hunting has become a hobby for me. Dude, really? People make their lives like uh, extreme couponing. Not like extreme couponing, but oh. I have different apps for like... Oh different things where you get cash back and stuff and like that. And the Target app is actually really good yes. for dog food if you have dogs or, or pets. Well, yeah. It really is like, holy shit, that's 12 bucks? Well, Costco, <laughs> you should get dog food at Costco. We have to get a grain-free for lilac. I think they have grain-free. I've been there. They don't. Oh, they don't? <laughs> <laughs> Nothing that in our price range, I guess. Oh, I see. Uh, okay. a little too blue I like for my to phone. think Costco has everything, but I guess I was wrong today. Do they, Have you ever tried to shop for something and they don't have it? Um, not that they don't have it necessarily. Like I was looking for, um, like a flashlight to take camping. You're looking for a mini mag light? I don't know what that is. That's a mag light. That's I don't know what that is. Mag light is a brand that like officers and sheriffs use a big, thick black one. Oh, okay. The mini one, they have smaller versions. Well, so they sell like a four pack of probably the mag lights. Costco, but I just kind of want like a handheld lantern. Oh, you want a lantern, a yeah. lamp. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So they don't necessarily, sometimes they don't have stuff like that or like. You need to go to like a big five or yeah. uh, Randy's. Or like if I, like I want to take food camping this weekend and I want to make oh. peanut butter and jelly sandwiches, Are you but I don't want like four bags or loaves of bread. You we know? go to REI then. They, for bread? But yeah, Aria has bread. It's like $20 a slice. <laughs> Go to Aria. store. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I went to Walmart. They got good bread there sometimes. All it's of just these. like only days away from expiring. Yeah, so if you're only here for a weekend. That's grocery. Are you talking ice. about grocery outlet? Gross out is great. Grocery yeah, outlet that place is, great. is good, but I was thinking 99 cents. All these places that we're talking about, you need to tag them when you post this. <laughs> we should. Get some sponsorships. Yeah. I would love to be sponsored by Gross Out. Sponsorship. I, yeah. Grocery outlet. That's where we get all our snacks market. for the kids. Yeah. Fuck yeah, man. You could get ice at a 99 cent store. That's a that's a good deal. And it's ice, you know? Yeah, it's the same as any ice. Yeah. You would, <laughs> unless it's like recycled no, water not ice or like crush, pea ice. Maybe it's pea shaved. ice. Well, I mean, like for the, the bread that we used to get was the Natural Valley one from uh, uh, Fraser Farms. Oh, like, I got Natural Valley bread today, too. Yeah. It was brioche. 
oh, nice. I didn't get that kind. But yeah, yeah so, I, you know, they sell it at Fraser Farms for like three twenty nine. dollars mm. uh, Plus, like, a, at the time, I think I had like a 10% discount. Yeah. But then I, just, I have it for a dollar at the 99 cents, so the same fucking bread. Yeah. So, you know. The fuck's in charge of this? How did we get on this topic? I don't know. <laughs> Coupons, steel hunting, The beauty hunting, of the podcast. Yes. Yeah. We shut this place down. That's good, because they were annoying. Okay. Uh, oh, so this person I feel like is ridiculous. It says, I'm getting married for the first time to a man who's already had one wedding and three kids. I have one son who is 11. The wedding is going to be small, under 50 guests, and set to a rustic wooded scene at my family's home. Nothing to do with anything. The one catch is I'm having a hard time with my future husband's choice of best man, his 16-year-old autistic son who is prone to public and embarrassing meltdowns. I don't want to be insensitive, but his son has not shown the support of our relationship or maturity to hold the role of best man, in my opinion. What I feel <laughs> I feel that his son is using the position as a way to manipulate his father. The son has screamed that we shouldn't get married and told his father he would never be his best man and threatened to run away. All of a sudden, he has changed his mind and told his dad he is ready to be a man and looks at it as some sort of initiation to manhood. I'm afraid this is a reward for bad behavior for all the negative feelings made well-known. Also, frankly, I don't want someone that doesn't support and love my future husband unconditionally standing at the front to witness our union. As a first-time bride, how should I address this? I don't care if the flowers aren't perfect, but those that stand by the side of my husband and I matter a great deal. What the fuck? This person's Sign a monster. Bride of a blended family. Wow. Did you I guys consider someone with autism being a blended family. Did you write that? I, I did. <laughs> yeah, he should not. I, w I wish that he could read this question so he would know to get the fuck yeah, out of that. Yeah, that's a bad sign. Yeah, this person is the problem. I don't, think, I don't think autism is bad. I think she's, it's a mixed family. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> like, they're different races. Yeah. That's very possible. There's no context of that. One, yeah, there, is, there is no point. She's 100% <laughs> correct. She probably is. Autistic kid's going to say something inappropriate right in the middle of their vows. And if he's not supporting it, it's like, he doesn't like you, bitch. He misses his mom. Probably because he can sense what terrible of a person you are. <laughs> exactly. And they can hear, he can hear <laughs> them fucking. It's probably like a parent trap situation. They're trying to, like, get her out. No, I mean, she has, like, no core understanding at all it seems about how people with autism behave or how they function or the what they spectrum. think. The spectrum. Yeah, I don't know even if... But even if the kid wasn't autistic, like... That's you know, completely they, normal. Still young and still kind of like prone to like kind of like an emotional reaction yeah. to his dad getting married. Right, kids get upset about stuff like that. And I don't think that... Um, because... I don't want to say something out of I don't. I also don't know a lot. This could be completely naive, but I wouldn't think that he would... People with autism are typically not as emotional and don't react in emotional ways. So would he even think to manipulate someone? You know, I don't... That does not seem likely to me. I don't know. This, the whole thing seems weird. And I think it's normal that... Maybe he was a little bit more reluctant about her at the beginning, but it also seems like she's kind of a piece of shit. So yeah. I feel and like maybe for good reason. Rewarding bad behavior, that's so insane to me. Yeah. I don't think the dad has any friends. 
I think or, it's nice. I yeah, think, I think it's a nice gesture. Yeah, if anything, I think people will find that the most touching part of the wedding where they're like, that is so sweet. Even if he does <laughs> have an outburst, I mean, <laughs> I feel like everybody that, understands that. That'll, that's that'll be the most touching part of it. Do you remember when Steven yelled <laughs> shit fuck right in the middle of the <laughs> wedding? That was so sweet. <laughs> I guess I think you're that's not of, Asperger's. <laughs> yeah, I don't think that's autistic. But that's my autistic friends <laughs> also have Asperger's. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, it seems like that'd be a. I, I think that yeah, if I was ever to get remarried, I would have whoa, you be my best man. Whoa, 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 <laughs> dude, where did this go, man? Where did you fucking take this? Or if I ever renewed my vows, maybe I'd have you're supposed to say if Madison ever died. If yeah. she ever dies, that's how you press. If he ever murders Madison, <laughs> don't kill your wife in the fucking pot. <laughs> Um, I guess. I mean, strictly hypothetical here. To each his own. I mean, and if you had a son, you wouldn't want him to be your best man. No, if I had a son, I'd I'd be like, how the fuck did you survive that operation? (laughs) How did you survive that procedure? I saw them throw you away. Uh, He's a miracle baby, like Tim Tebow. Tebow's, Tebow is a, a great guy. Why, why was he a miracle, baby? I think, t- didn't Tim Tebow say that his mom tried to have him aborted, but he survived, and, like, what? that's where... That sounds not true. I'm I don't think that's true. I, I, I... You don't think it's true that that's what he says, or you don't think it's true that that happened? I don't think it's true that that happened. <laughs> I don't know. Okay, I'm, I'm going to sure. look it up, because I I hope I didn't just dream Even if this. he did say that, I feel I like there would be more... I feel happened. like there would be more made of, of that in the news and comedy. <laughs> Tim Tebow surviving an abortion. I also feel he'd be a better quarterback if he survived an abortion. Oh my god! Okay, um, I'm looking it up. That's the I thing. Don't, yeah, if you survived an abortion, you'd be like, you'd be like the next coming. Or you'd Jeez. be very weak because of all your your body went through all that in the you know postnatal. I don't know. Um, I don't know. I feel like it's weird. I also don't want to get married. Well, so yeah, to have speaking, that whole thing hypothetically here, I mean, Brittany also to have that whole thing where it's like, oh, my son's going to be my best man. And he has a mental, you yeah. know, uh, situation. Uh, uh, OK, I found it. OK. Uh, <laughs> this is one of the funniest headlines I've read in quotes. It says <laughs> it says they said I was a tumor. Tim Tebow reveals his miraculous birth story. So I guess it's not. Um, is that the onion? It's not. It's light workers, so I imagine it's some sort of religious uh, article. But light it, workers. It's uh, he's he was almost aborted due to his mother's pregnancy complications, but then came a miracle. Okay. Uh, so th- that's that he did not yeah, survive an abortion. Yeah. Then. The, the doctor <laughs> said that I wasn't even a baby. They said I was a tumor. In the do- in the end, though, the doctors were quite wrong. Uh, my mom decided to trust God and not As what doctors the doctors were saying. <laughs> and when I was born, it was a miracle. The placenta wasn't attached the entire pregnancy. I was malnourished, but I made up for it pretty quickly. So I was right. He's yeah. weak. <laughs> but not from abortion, just from lack of nutrients. Yeah. Um, um, well, okay, Brittany, you don't want to get married. Strange. But if you ever did and you had an autistic son, <laughs> would you want him to be involved in the wedding? <laughs> Yeah, I think that's, it would be that's really so nice. Awesome. That's awesome. <laughs> no, I mean, I. Yes, I would. He could be. He could. He could sign people in the guest book. But I feel like you have to marry somebody who is okay with you. Right, like you have to marry somebody who is understanding about something like that because it's. I would imagine. 
a big struggle or adjustment. See, and that's a crapshoot you have when having kids. You're like, the baby comes out, oh, it's totally fine. And then you can't tell it's autistic till like a few years later, right? Yeah. Yes, you can. <laughs> I don't know. Day one. <laughs> <laughs> For some people, maybe. But for those parents that have autistic kids, they might not see it as... See, that's the scary thing. There being something that's, wrong with their kid. They might still love their kid, on depending where on... Where they fall on the spectrum, probably. True that. But also, it's like, did you drink? Did you smoke pot in utero? You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, I know people that have, like, autistic siblings or autistic kids, and they, you know, I think they would, they would hear this story and not necessarily think, oh, that's... Oh, this there's something wrong with this kid. And, you know, they probably don't see it that way as, like, that risk of something here's, coming out. Here's the I thing, though. If he's not going to be in the ceremony, if he's not going to be the best man, then do the right thing and let him at least watch the ceremony from, like, a cage in the back. You know what I mean? Somewhere where he's not going to do anything and he can contain himself. <laughs> like a full-size fucking cage, not a fucking kennel, a full-size human yeah, cage. You know what I mean? She's not thinking about this properly because if he's not involved, <laughs> he's much more likely to have an outburst if he's know. trying to be manipulative, you know? In which case, That's the cage a, even I'm, more so. <laughs> I'm, I'm kidding about that. But, but the cage! Yeah, no, I would think that anybody, not even people who have autistic family members, would understand that this woman is fucking ridiculous. Yeah. She may have a great body, though. We don't know. Oh, right. Yeah, she could be hot. <laughs> the pussy could be good. Yeah. Thank you. Someone, I don't want to keep What's saying it. If the pussy's good, don't I quit it. Was that what it is? Well, what's the advice that if we gave? If the pussy's good, uh, stick around. <laughs> I'm going to have to rewind. I don't know. Yeah. Yes. If I, <laughs> I'll have to look back and I'll edit the correct terminology into it. Yeah. I won't do that. But. It's, the, it's, the, it's the source of life, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're right. Well, there I think is. they shouldn't go through at the wedding. <laughs> I feel like they should, but prenup... And then put that bitch out. After well, the a few problem months. is that the husband doesn't know about these horrible thoughts that this wife is having. Oh, then my advice is that she should bring it up to him so he can know and then not go through with the wedding. <laughs> we also don't know the husband. The husband could be like a horrible person. It sounds <laughs> yeah. like he's a nice dad who wants his son to be the best man. How do we know these people aren't like uh, racist or animal abusers? Well, they you might be, I mean? but it sounds like within their own family. Get over here, my son. <laughs> <laughs> Help me, help me light this crucifix on fire. <laughs> yeah. Don't be afraid of the fire, son. It's fair. I guess we don't know. These you everyone. don't know. Anybody can be a piece of shit. It's true. Okay. That's my advice. That's my, I guess that's my mantra. Anybody can be a piece of shit. Just give them enough rope. <laughs> I think that's... Also my favorite Clash album. 100% true. That's right. You're What's your favorite Clash album? Give him enough rope. It's more so combat rock, but give him enough rope is much better. Very nice. Mm-hmm. All right, should we do another one? Yeah. Okay, let's see. So this one, this is another boomer one. Oh shit! <laughs> uh, but this is not really related to being old. But coupons are. Yeah, I think so. Okay. <laughs> Uh, It says, uh, my mom passed away seven weeks ago from a very short illness. Dad met a lady three weeks later and has been lying about it. Nice. (laughs) We have been told by a mutual friend that his lady wants his money and house, which uh, was bought three months before mom died. I've tried to talk to dad about this, but he does not believe it. I do not want to see him get hurt, but she is playing uh, into all his lonely feelings. I also think this relationship will drive him away from my brother. Please help. (laughs) 
I mean, he bought a new ha- wait. He bought a new house three months before the mom died. Well, I think maybe he finished paying it off or something. What it, what was the phrasing exactly? The exact phrasing was. Uh, <laughs> yeah, been mutual, uh, and his, uh, oh, so we have been told by a mutual friend that this lady wants his money and house, which was bought three months before mom died. Yeah, so it sounds like he. Because that's a he just bought it all at once. That's a difference. Just in one payment. Well, maybe he didn't buy it all. Maybe it's not paid off. But I think there's a difference between saying he paid off the house three months ago that's and true. he bought a house three months ago. I think that he was already seeing this woman three months prior to the mom dying. Why would he buy a new house? That's a little weird. What was a short illness? You think he was like, oh, she's got a cold. I no. should fuck someone else. No, <laughs> I think that he might have been cheating on this woman, oh, okay. unbeknownst to him that the wife was going to have a short illness and died. Die. Maybe he was planning on moving out with this new lady that he'd been with for a while. Then that's the wife stretch. happened to... No. I don't think that's a stretch. Well, if these are boomers, right? So these are people... They're very proper people. They're, 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 they're geriatrics. They're older, right? Yes. 50s, 60s. I think older, maybe. 60s, at least over 60. Yeah. So this guy obviously was not... If his wife suddenly got sick... I'm going to go back to if the pussy's good. <laughs> so, <laughs> sounds like Stay the pussy it. was I think that's bad. what it was. <laughs> sounds like the, the new pussy was good. So. Yeah. Plus, three weeks after your wife died, that's not a lot of mourning. You know what I mean? Like, the funeral happens three, four days, But I think, I think days, as yeah. you get older, like, you start getting used to people dying. But your wife having a short illness. And so illness. you kind of just want... You kind of need pussy. like that companionship so that <laughs> so that you don't die alone in quotes. Without you know any I mean? pussy. I feel like three yeah. weeks after <laughs> is absurdly. That is ridiculously soon. quick. That's why I think it's more likely that they but had don't you been think you seeing get, each other. Yeah, I concur with Brittany. This At guy this age, is, don't you think you just get desensitized to death and it just kind of like I got. I am actually no. desensitized we, to death right now. That's I just mean, because <laughs> of my style. Though. My parents are baby boomers and they have not had a ton of people around them die. Well, they're still pretty young, though, I thought. They're early 60s. That's still pretty young. Yeah, but who knows how old those people are. Yeah, that's true. I, I don't know. It's just like, to, I, just, I just think he was seeing this woman before. And that's why he's defending it and saying, like, no, no, that's not what she's looking for. Because I'll, probably because they'd been dating a while, and he knows. I'll say this. The person who wrote that, which is an adult child, mm-hmm. sounds very naive. You know yeah. what I mean? My dad met this woman three weeks later at his superfoods. It's like, are you fucking stupid? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that is pretty quick, I guess. I guess. Here's my advice to the old man. Yeah. Hang out with that. <laughs> is he an old man? I don't know, maybe. To the dad. Hang out with that new bitch. Yeah. Sign a prenup and don't alienate your adult children. Well, and maybe t- maybe they knew each other and just weren't dating prior to that. You know, maybe they were like in the same like... The way he said it is that he met someone. Yeah. Really quickly. So he didn't start fucking one of his friends from the backgammon club, you know? Yeah, I yeah. guess I don't know exactly. I, I'm a, I, I guess I read this as, like, an older person is writing about their much older parent. Oh. In my head, in my head, the person writing into the boomer advice column question is a boomer. They're talking about their parent who's, like, probably 80, Would 90, Would his 80- and 90-year-old dad have just bought a house? Yeah, I guess that's a good point. Either way, it sounds like the children... I might have just been reading into some stuff It wrong. sounds like the kids are jealous that the parents are getting more pussy than them. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I would be... Yeah, I just want to say... <laughs> I feel like I'm, I'm just quite upset. I'm trying to keep this the dirtiest podcast. <laughs> How many times do you say pussy? 
I think that is a lot, though. It's probably the highest amount we've had. Yeah, yeah. it's probably. I the feel most like that is a lot, though. I think I'm anything like, more than one is probably the highest we've ever set on a. No holds barred with me. Yeah. Yeah. Like that Hulk Hogan movie. Never saw it. I've never seen it either. <laughs> But let's choose to believe that this is true. He met her three weeks after the mom died and yeah. blah, blah, blah. I mean, he was, he was hooking up with her before. Yeah. I let's think go with your assumptions and what's the advice for this person? Well, uh, deal with it. He's an old man. He's going to die soon. Yeah. My advice is um, you can't, your dad's not going to tell you that, obviously, because it's shameful to admit and you'll be hurt and alienated by that because he did that to your dear mom who's now dead. But. So you're going to choose to believe you met her three weeks after. I think you have to understand that everybody mourns differently. And that would be very hard and hurtful because you loved your mom. But also if that's helping your dad not want to fucking kill himself because your mom died, then I think that's a nice thing. Yeah, what do you want to watch your dad jack off for the next 10 years? Let him fuck this bitch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, dad, you want to come over for Thanksgiving? No, I'm too busy jerking off, you fucking asshole. You scared Cindy away. Yeah, is that what you want? I just wanted to make him laugh. I didn't make him do that all podcast long. That was really funny. It's true, though. I think it's a good point. All right. I like your advice, Gordon. That's a good one. I, it's no filter, you know. Yeah. Are we gonna, so this episode is going to be called If the Pussy's Good, right? Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. I will share that. <laughs> okay, yeah. good. I will share the fuck out. <laughs> yeah. that, I mean, that's... You uh, need a call to action when you title these things. You need, like, an attention-grabbing, <clears throat> like... I mean, like this, an Andrew Kunan is the pussy good? Is that dirtier than how many dick hole you got? I don't. It's just. I feel different. like it's right about the same How many level. dick hole you got? <laughs> yeah. One. The answer is one. Well, I'm some glad you do. Some if you have, have more two. than two dick holes, you two? That's not. You're not. Ugh. I had sex with a guy with two dick holes once. Supposedly. Whoa. Allegedly. Allegedly. How many dicks did he have? Just, one. just the one. Oh, but he had two holes. Yeah. I believe that actually. Allegedly. I believe that. Allegedly. I. I've been told by him that I'm misremembering that, but that I, I think he is. Did you see it with your eyes? Yes, I saw it oh, with my eyes. That's gotta be that scarred you then. I mean, it didn't scar me, <laughs> but I definitely remembered it. The fact that we're still talking about him, I'm sorry, but yeah, that's. Uh, I feel like that's a whole new series of podcasts. Then <laughs> you guys need to. This should be like cereal, but for the dick hole. Yeah. <laughs> Where we, like, journal what everybody remembers about this as dick. You never know, because when you're inside, <laughs> this goes back to the abortion bill, all this stuff happening right now. When you're inside there, all it takes is a, a jostle, and then, boom, you got two dick holes. You know what I mean? You I, never know. I think he was born with it. I think I think it's Maybelline. <laughs> 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 All right, that was uh, that's probably where we should cut it right there, right? I think so. All right, well, that was fun. Gordon, thank you for joining us on this oh, wonderful episode. Okay. I think you might have succeeded in making it our dirtiest episode for sure. It's not, it wasn't my goal, but it, well, it happened organically. Was it, wasn't it though? It didn't feel <laughs> dirty though. You thank know? you. I don't feel that's thank what people you. say about my stand up. You, you have a very relatable stuff, you know? Thank you. You're not up there talking about, you know. Well, sometimes I am, but I feel like I can make dirty stuff clean. Because mm -hmm. you're, you're so innocent I guess looking. so. I don't know what it is exactly. You just look, like, you just look so nice, you know? Yes. <laughs> uh, do you have anything you want to plug, Gordon? <sighs> Classes start at the Comedy Palace Workshop June 29th. He will not be blown <laughs> away by you. I will not, but I will take... I will have 
Tony and George, take your money. Mm-hmm. Yes. And then they will give me half of that money. <laughs> but you are a good mentor. So. I am. So if anyone's listening to this and actually wants to get mentor. their dick wet in the world of stand-up comedy, <laughs> come to me. Yeah. Sounds good. And Bijan. <laughs> He's going to be there holding your dick, too. So. Anything else? Uh, that, uh, adopt, don't shop. Go out there and adopt some animals sure. and, uh, you know, give somebody a ride. All right. Strippers? Not like a friend. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, cool. But thanks, guys. Fun times. All right. Well, as usual, if you want to ask us any solicited advice, you can message us at unsolicitedadvicepodcast1 at gmail.com. And I think that's going to be it for this episode. So thank you for listening and don't overdo anything. Put your two lips on my wooden kiss and cut you. See yourself with a nigga.